Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're talking quarterbacks here on The Fan. It's overtime. Toby Altizer with you till 10 o'clock. I'd say what else is there to talk about, but we could spend plenty of time on spring training. But we'll keep talking quarterbacks because there's nothing else that's discussed more in this city other than politics than quarterback. It just really isn't. Whether it's because the quarterback's been bad, whether you're trying to figure out if the quarterback's the guy, whether you're trying to figure out which quarterback they should take, or whether you're trying to figure out if they should take a quarterback or not. Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And that's what we're doing, spending more time on the quarterback position. So what we're looking at, we're looking at the QBs that have been in the last five drafts, this one included, 2020, 2021, 22, 23, and 24. And we're looking at the first-round quarterbacks and ranking them 1 through 15. There's a 16th guy, Mac Jones, dead last in the rankings. We'll start at 1 here. And you can call in, feel free if you want to disagree or tell me where I should rank guys. But 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You can also tweet at me. At Toby underscore Altizer. So we'll start with number one. Donald, if you want to chime in, feel free as well. Number one to me, it was a little bit of a toss-up between one and two, but number one to me is Trevor Lawrence. Just coming out as a prospect, Trevor Lawrence was a guy that might have been drafted number one overall out of his freshman season at Clemson. And so we spent the next couple of years just trying to find flaws in his game, but he still seemed like the consensus top guy in the draft, no doubt about it. Even over a guy like Joe Burrow, who's going to be next on the list, Trevor Lawrence did it for multiple seasons at a high level at Clemson. He had all the tools. He had the arm strength. He had the ability to run. He had everything that you could want. Now, has he turned into the best quarterback in the league? No. But this was a guy that was touted right away coming out of high school, and he he lived up to the hype. He's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL right now. Maybe you wish you were a top five. But either way, I think for me, the top guy coming out out of the last five drafts has got to be Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, when you were saying that, there was only one other name in my mind that was my potential number one, and you mentioned him, Joe Burrow. Those are definitely a one and two for me. I think it could go either way in the rankings for me personally. But when you brought up Trevor Lawrence, I was right there, and then I was also thinking Joe Burrow as well. Well, and so the only reason that I don't have Joe Burrow ahead is Joe Burrow did it one time. He had the one fantastic season, which is arguably the greatest. No, it's not arguably. It's the greatest quarterback season in the history of college football. That was probably the greatest team in the history of college football. So, yeah, I can understand if you have him ahead. But either way, I think those guys are one too. Joe Burrow was so pro-ready. I think both of those guys were very pro-ready. Trevor Lawrence, you forget, 
that dude's first head coach in the league was Urban Meyer. <laughs> like we obviously know that debacle. So he almost kind of got screwed right out of the gate. But either way, you know, with Joe Burrow, I think the one knock is he only had done it one year in college, which I think going through here is interesting because you can find some parallels with some guys, right? The the knock that I'm going to have and other people are going to have on Jaden Daniels is he he won the Heisman. He was awesome. Ironically, same guy, same school at LSU, but they only did it one year, right? Like before, before with Joe Burrow, he's at Ohio State. He, he loses out the job to Dwayne Haskins. He ends up at LSU. He has an okay year, nothing really special. And then he has the greatest year in college football history. Fantastic. Goes number one overall. We've seen what he's become. No issue there. You look at Jaden Daniels, you can say some of the same things, right? Didn't work at Arizona State, various reasons. Goes to LSU, he's all right. And then this year, he really took off. So if you're a Jaden Daniels, Mark, there's no issue there because you look at Joe Burrow, you can say the same sort of things there. Obviously, different quarterbacks, different play styles, totally different guys. But you get my point there. So I think it's interesting. One, two, but I don't know that there's much argument there. Top two guys. Yeah, and all I was going to say real quick is a lot of this, too, and you mentioned it, is contingent upon where these guys end up and their situations Correct. and things like that. So, you know, you you mentioned in the last segment that we were not necessarily, or you're not necessarily ranking these guys where they are now, but you have to remember also where these guys ended up in their, uh, in their positions yeah. they were in as well. 100%. So. 100%. So this is where it gets interesting now because I think those were the clear-cut top two. And these are my own rankings, trying to go off of my memory of how I viewed them coming out in the draft. Uh, so I tried to be as accurate as possible. I didn't. I tried not to be biased by what I've seen, is what I'm saying. Number three, to me, Caleb Williams. Out of these guys, Caleb Williams. Like, And I think he's right there with Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. I know a lot of people, for whatever reason, are down on him. I, I know a lot of people are looking at, well, he could come back to D.C., and there could be all the trouble with that, and... All the extra stuff he does. I don't like the way he dresses. I don't like he paints his fingernails. Guess what? I don't, I don't care. I, I do not care. Like I said before, I came from, I worked in Milwaukee for a while. I'm from here, but I worked in Milwaukee for a while. I saw the pain they had to go through with Aaron Rodgers, but guess what was fun? Winning football games. <laughs> like, it, it was annoying that you're hearing this guy talk about ayahuasca, and you're hearing this guy talk about darkness retreats, and boy, does it get infuriating for some of the fans and some of the media. And yes, it adds a lot of extra stuff, but guess what's also fun winning football games and being in meaningful football games in January and feeling like you have the better quarterback on the field. I'll take my chances with that. So all the extra stuff that comes with Caleb Williams, whatever. I I honestly think it's overblown, but the talent is unreal with Caleb Williams. He's got the kind of throws that you go. There's only one guy I've ever seen make that kind of throw. And this is where you get the comparisons. He's not the same player. But he looks a lot like Patrick Mahomes. When some of the plays that he makes, you're like, I've only seen one guy do that, and he wears 15 for the Kansas City Chiefs. I've only seen him do that. So I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes, but he can play the game in that style. And the big question mark, and really to me, it's the only question mark with Caleb Williams. Some people are going to look at the height, not worried about it. Some people are going to talk about the off-field stuff, like I talked about, not worried about it. To me, there's one big question mark, and it's a big one, but I think it's fixable. Can he play on schedule? You know, if you call a play that has a drag route that's going to be wide open, can you just throw the drag? Can you just throw the slant? Can you just throw the five-yard out? You don't always have to throw the 50-yard pass. You don't always have to throw the 30-yard bomb down the field. You don't always have to throw that post route in between the two safeties there. You don't always have to do that. You don't always have to run around for five seconds and make a play off schedule. You don't always have to do that. Can you take the layups when they're there? I think that's the biggest red flag with Caleb Williams, and it's a big one. 
No doubt about it. I think it's fixable, though. I, I think that's very fixable in the league because, frankly, Patrick Mahomes has fixed that. Patrick Mahomes went from being a guy that just threw bombs after bombs after bombs to teams said, you know what? We're going to put our guys as far back as possible and make you throw it underneath. And what's Patrick Mahomes done the last two years? Win Super Bowls by throwing the ball underneath. The dude doesn't throw the ball down the field as much anymore. Still finds a way to make it work. I think it's fixable. It might take time, but I think it's fixable. Caleb Williams to me, number three. Number one, Trevor Lawrence. Number two, Joe Burrow. Number three, Caleb Williams. Now, I know people are immediately going to jump on me for number four here. Because I know people are going to say, no, you did not. Go back and check and Google it. Or not Google it. You look it on Twitter. At Toby underscore Altizer and search the name CJ Stroud. I was a Stroud guy coming out. Love Stroud. And to me, he was right up there because this is a pro-level quarterback that came out, and if you had any question marks coming out of college, go back and watch that Georgia game, and I don't know how you have any questions about that guy because it was like, well, can he create? Go back and watch the Georgia game. Well, does he have the arm talent and everything? Go back and watch the Georgia game. Can he run? Go back and watch the Georgia game. Answered all the questions right there. And you say, well, it was Georgia. Georgia. The best team in the nation. Georgia that he did it against. So I, I did... C.J. Stroud, to me, was a great prospect coming out. So you can have questions all you want. We'll see what he continues to become. But this guy was fantastic this year, and I really like the situation he went as well. But you also have to think, too, it's kind of crazy because the next guy on the list for me is Bryce Young. You compare those two, and Bryce Young went to a bad situation, right? It didn't work out this year. But you look at it, he's like, he's throwing to DJ Chark, Adam Thielen's his wide receiver one, and... The offensive line and the defense, and he wasn't necessarily put in the best position to succeed. If we were to take a time lapse, go backwards, right? Time machine and go backwards to right after the draft. Go back and look at that Texans roster before you got to see what CJ Stroud became. It was Nico Collins, gosh, who else? Noah Brown, Tank Dell, who wasn't a first round receiver, third round guy, I believe. Dalton Schultz was a nice piece for them. They have Laramie Tunsil, who's a nice left tackle. They've got okay pieces across the rest of the offensive line. They've got an okay defense. They brought in a defensive head coach. But would you look at the Texans and say that they were in the prime position to draft a quarterback at number two overall? I don't think so. Right? I don't think that they were in the perfect spot where you'd say, you know, <laughs> I wonder if down in Houston there were people saying, you know what they should do? They should trade back and build up the roster. I'm sure they got those phone calls because – Maybe they're in a better spot than Washington is right now, but it's not as if, like, let's be real. Nico Collins, before last season, I think everyone would have taken Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin over that guy, right? I like Nico Collins. He's turned into a fantastic receiver, partially because of what C.J. Stroud has done as well, but I I think they'd take Terry McLaurin for sure. So, I don't know. Uh, You you take that as you will. Again, number four for me, C.J. Stroud. Number five, Bryce Young. So my top five, again, we're ranking these quarterbacks, kind of going through uh, the last five drafts. My top five is Trevor Lawrence at one, Joe Burrow at two, Caleb Williams at three, C.J. Stroud at four, and Bryce Young at five. Here's where it gets interesting. A lot of names that I think are going to maybe draw a little bit of debate. I'm not a hot take guy, so if you get frustrated with something, just call in. Let's talk about it because you can disagree with me. This is where I had the guys ranked when they were coming out of the draft. Feel free to call in, 800-636-1067. We'll go 6 through 10 when we come back. It's 106.7 The Fan. It's overtime. Keep it tuned right here. Call from mom. 
Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's overtime on the fan, taking you up till 10 o'clock. Toby Altizer with you. Feel free to call in at any point, 800-636-1067. MGM National Harbor listener lines are open. You can also tweet at me at Toby underscore Altizer. We're going to get into some of the draft evaluations, some of the draft profiles of Jaden Daniels and Drake May specifically in just a little bit. We'll look at some of the weaknesses and talk about if we think those things are fixable because I think that's the big question mark. If you're in that draft room, if you're in the evaluation room, with these guys, is this a fixable thing or is it not? If it's not fixable, then that's obviously something that needs to be really knocked on their evaluation. If it is fixable, then you got to trust your coaches. You got to figure out if that's something they can that they can work with, right? So we'll talk about that coming up. Right now, we're ranking the prospects coming out of the draft from 2020 up till this year. First round quarterbacks. There's 16 of them. Mac Jones finished in 16th, but we've been going one through 15. Number one was Trevor Lawrence for me, Joe Burrow, number two, Caleb Williams, three, Stroud, four, Bryce Young, five. Now we're going to get spicy and people are going to call in and people are going to be frustrated. To me, number six is Drake May. Drake May. I know you can look at some of the other guys. We're going to get to some other guys here in just a little bit, but Drake May to me is a really good prospect. And I don't... I'm not some film nerd. I'm not the most trained eye on evaluating quarterbacks. You know, you can look at some of these evaluations. Some of the guys I really liked haven't panned out. Some of them have, right? I think that I'm I'm not the most trained eye. So, you know, Merrill Hodge doesn't like Drake May. I saw Matt Miller was on, I think, with Dan Patrick and said that he would draft him and maybe maybe sit him for a year or he's more of a project quarterback. Dan Orlovsky was saying if you could 
pull the Jordan Love thing with him where you draft him and let him sit for a couple years. Maybe he's a better prospect then. I don't know where this idea that Drake May is just a project came. Yes, there's some stuff that is sloppy. There's some inaccuracies. Again, I think that's all fixable. But I just think that you look at the talent and the ability and what he can do that other guys can't, the intangible stuff, like his size is prototypical. When you just look at him, he looks like an NFL quarterback just because of his height, because of his weight, his ability to take hits, his athleticism. That's something that's not talked about enough. This is a guy that can get out and move. There was a video that Colt McCoy did where he was sitting down with Drake May. They were going through some of the tape and talking through, I believe it was his game against Syracuse and some of the reads and some of the stuff that he did. And even Drake May was asking questions and various things to Colt McCoy, a veteran in the league, just saying like, hey, would you want this? You want that? I thought it was a really good video. You can go check that out. I think it's uh, on YouTube or something. I think Underdog Fantasy did it. But it was a really good video. But I thought Drake May in that video showed you some of the stuff that he can do. Yes, there's some negatives. Yes, there's some bad plays. And yes, there's some bad games you can point to. That's why he's not one of the top five guys on my list. But you just look at his ability on the football field. And there's not tons of guys, even in the National Football League, that have that. Because one, they don't have his size. And then they don't have his athleticism or his strong arm. Like some of the stuff that I've seen throughout this draft process has gotten kind of crazy where people are questioning his arm strength. I can understand questioning his accuracy. I don't know about questioning his arm strength, though, or questioning his athleticism. Like I think this guy is a legit NFL quarterback prospect. That's why I have him here at number six. I know people are going to disagree because I have him ahead of Jaden Daniels. God forbid. I know, but I know people are going to disagree with that, but that's kind of where I got him right now. Six. Number seven for me is Tua. I liked Tua coming out, but to me, he was like, he was a point guard style. Like, Bryce Young to me fell in this same sort of category, but I like some of his rushing ability, some of his ability to move around, even though his size was small. But Tua coming out with the surgery on the hip, people forget about that. I wonder how much that even affects his mobility now. But he was kind of that point guard type, where if you've got elite dudes around him, think of Rondo back with the Celtics. Rondo didn't have to score 30 a game. Rondo could get the ball to KG. Rondo could get the ball to Ray Allen. Rondo got the ball to Paul Pierce and let them do the thing. And Tua struggled out of the gate, and then they got him Tyree Kill, and you've seen him kind of take off. And whatever you make of Tua, like he's a good quarterback in this league, so that's kind of where I'm at with Tua. That's why I don't have him higher, even though for a while it was tank for Tua and all that stuff. He's a good quarterback. He's not really a game changer in my opinion, but he's a good quarterback. Number eight for me, and I... I just flipped these looking through back in the break. Number eight for me was Justin Fields. I loved Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State. I thought a tough guy that could run all over the place, rocket arm, can make all the throws in the football field. Now, I didn't know if he'd be able to develop as an NFL passer, and as we've seen, he hasn't really developed enough as an NFL passer. He also, like we talked about, was not put in a very good position whatsoever by Chicago. So... Make of it what you will. I still think that he could go somewhere and maybe turn into a good quarterback, but judging by these rankings still, if I'm Chicago, I'm taking Caleb Williams. I think there's no doubt about it for me. I'm taking Caleb Williams there, but that's another discussion for another time. Number eight, Justin Fields for me. Number nine, I was down on this guy coming out, so he's turned into a stud, but I was down on him, Justin Herbert. I was not sold on Herbert as a quarterback coming out of college because... You know, I got family in Wisconsin. I remember watching that Rose Bowl game, Oregon against Wisconsin. They win the game, but dude didn't throw the ball. It felt like ever. Just ran everywhere, which maybe you want to look at as a positive, but I was like, can he throw? 
And he, he was an interesting prospect, too, because if you remember, he was the number one overall pick, and then he went back to college. And then he ended up being number six. So it's not like he dropped way down, but there were definitely knocks against him after the year he went back to Oregon. So I, I don't know. Like, there are some question marks with him. Some of the stuff, I think, with the evaluation with him is interesting because I think you could say some of the stuff with Drake May, where Justin Herbert, to me, never looked like the guy that you've seen in the pros because Oregon never made him look like that guy. They never asked him to do that stuff. They never did. They did a bunch of other stuff, and so he did what he was asked, and the questions that I had about him coming out, he answered, but he never did those things at Oregon. (laughs) He never was the same guy. Like You wonder what Oregon could have been if they did an offense, they ran an offense similar to they do with the Chargers, but they didn't. And so he's done some things with the Chargers that's obviously been phenomenal. He's a, a top 10, top 5 talent in the league now. Fantastic quarterback. I didn't see it coming out. But I think you can say some of the same stuff with Drake May. Just because you haven't seen it on film doesn't necessarily mean that he can't do it. He might not have been asked to do it at UNC. So I, I think that's an interesting part of that. So number 9 for me is Justin Herbert. And here you go. Number 10 is Jaden Daniels. And the reason Daniels is down here is because I think you look at some of these other guys. Fields, I thought he was more impressive just in terms of passing ability for a consistent basis. Now, Jaden Daniels this past year obviously won a Heisman Trophy. Justin Fields never did that. So if you want to put him ahead, that's fine. But to me, there's a knock there because he only did it for one year. And even though, if you don't want to knock him for team success, that's understandable because I think you can say the same thing about Caleb Williams because their defense was so bad. But, I mean, Justin Fields was consistently competing for stuff too. And Jaden Daniels, in his one year, he won the Heisman, but they weren't competing for much this year either. So I, I don't know. Like I, I think there's an argument to me made down here that you can move Jaden Daniels up a couple spots, but Donald, I don't know what you think here, but I think that that's kind of where they're at. And this was kind of the reason I wanted to do this exercise. Whether you agree with Drake May at 6, whether you agree with Jaden Daniels at 10, you want to flip them, you want to move them a few spots— they're going to be better than six, seven, eight quarterbacks that have come out in the last five years. And that was kind of the point I wanted to make here. Like, even if you don't like Daniels, even if you don't like May, I think that you'd have to agree with where I've got these guys ranked because I'm not trying to do anything crazy here. And that's why I think it'd be crazy for them to pass. Because if you look at next year's draft, if we wanted to throw some of those guys in here right now, they'd be down here and we wouldn't have mentioned them yet. Quinn Ewers, Shadur Sanders. I mean, they're talking about Drew Aller. I don't know if you watched Penn State this past year. I don't want any part of Drew Aller right now. If things change this year, but then again, we'll have the same thing. Did it one year? So I just don't see why you would pass when you have guys that coming out as prospects are right in that same range with a guy like a Justin Herbert. And I don't think that's crazy to think that Drake May and Justin Herbert should be in that same conversation because here's the reality with it. We talked about Drake May last year being the number two overall pick. We talked about Justin Herbert being the number one overall pick. Then he went back for a year. And then, eh, struggled, some things. We talked about him dropping down. He ended up going number six overall. Same thing's going to happen to Drake May to an extent, but I think he's still just going to go second, right? Like, he had a bit of a down year, but he's got all the traits. You're looking at stuff that you're projecting. I think you can compare those two. I think it's similar stuff with Jaden Daniels and looking back at a Joe Burrow or even like a Justin Fields. Like, if you put Justin Fields in the right situation, I think he would have been fine. But you look back at, like, Joe Burrow. He only did it one year at LSU. And Jaden Daniels only did it one year at LSU. And Joe Burrow's turned out to be fine. 
So I, I think that you look in this general area. I, I don't think I did anything hot take this year. We're going to finish off the list in the next segment. But do you agree that's kind of like the general area they should be? Yeah, I, yeah, it's it's tough because I, I was kind of thinking as you were going through that. Yeah, you kind of have to factor in, you know, who was consistent and like you were saying the one year versus the, you know, maybe the two years of doing it. It's 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 a lot you could definitely nitpick. But I think generally I, I pretty much am on par with at least those like five guys, you're six through ten there. I could maybe, like you said, maybe make an argument for, you know, Jaden coming up, Drake coming down. You can maybe shuffle up, you know, Tua, you know, Justin Herbert and those guys a bit, Justin Fields. I'm not too far off. I think it just depends on what barometer yeah. you're, you're basing yeah. it on. And of. to me, part of the reason I have Fields ahead is in 2021, I had Fields as my number two quarterback in that draft. And in this draft, I have Jaden Daniels as the third quarterback. Either way, like, again, I think that they're in that area. And that's my point. If you liked that kind of a guy coming out of the draft, why wouldn't you consider Jaden Daniels? Or if you liked this guy coming out of the draft, why wouldn't you consider Drake May? Obviously, Caleb Williams being up where he is. I think when you look at it, these guys are in that same area as these guys that were drafted years ago. And we've seen some things happen. Some of the guys have had things happen well. They've played well with their situation. Some have not. So I understand all the arguments can be made here. But I don't understand where this idea that Drake May is terrible came out. And we haven't seen as much of that with Jaden Daniels. I don't know if you've seen, uh, are you seeing the same thing as me? Like you go on Twitter and you go on the internet. It seems like all the negative say, whereas when you see like the, this guy is awesome. This guy is so much fun. I would draft him. It's all Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I, I definitely see more, more quote unquote hate for uh, Drake May for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know necessarily where that comes from. Um but yeah, I, I definitely see more more negativity for, for Drake. And I've been on record saying, I'll say it again. I think that when this draft pick is made, all right, say they stay at two, Caleb Williams goes number one overall, all right? They run up to the podium and they say Drake May, or they run up to the podium and they say Jaden Daniels. I don't think either one's the wrong pick. I don't think that's the case. I think if you were going to, you know, the next day, if you say, Toby's on 106.7 The Fan as a guest on G&D or B. Mitch and Finley or the Sports Junkies, which won't happen, but <laughs> if it were the case or I'm hosting over the time the, the next day or whatever the case may be, they say, what grade do you give the pick? I'm probably going to say B+, A-, A, somewhere around there, right? I, I don't have an issue. I think if you look around nationally, what's the, what's the grade on the pick? Drake May or Jaden Daniels? They're going to say what? B, A, I don't think anyone's going to say D-, F, C, I think it's going to be a beer above. So what does that mean? I don't think either one's the wrong pick. I think it's all about development. I think it's all about what Cliff Kingsbury and his staff can do. And so maybe there is a right pick that we're not going to know about because maybe Drake May doesn't fit into the system for Cliff Kingsbury. In that case, then you draft Jaden Daniels. And if you drafted Drake May, it's the wrong pick. You get what I'm saying? Like, there's... I don't think there's a wrong decision here because I think either one of these guys can be your franchise quarterback. But it's all about development. It's all about getting them into the right situation and making sure that you work to their strengths and develop their weaknesses. If they don't do it, and in five years, the guy ends up being a bust and they have to draft another quarterback, obviously then it's the wrong pick. And we'll look back and say, yeah, that was a bad pick. I give that grade an F, right? I don't think at the time, though, anybody's going to give it lower than a B. So the reason that that happens is because of development and a bad situation. Look at the Jets. What kind of grade did they get when they drafted Zach Wilson, who we're going to get to in just a little bit? A little bit. Did they get an F for drafting Zach Wilson? 
No. Maybe it wasn't a B, but even so, it was what, like a C? What grade do you give it now? An F. Why? It didn't work out because they didn't put the right guys around him. They didn't put him in the perfect situation. And this is why I don't have an issue with some of you that say trade back. I don't have an issue with your philosophy. But that's where Adam Peters has to go to work. You're going to draft a quarterback this year. You're going to. So you have to go out there and fix the situation so that he doesn't walk in here and turn into Zach Wilson. You want him to step in here and turn into Justin Herbert. You want him to step in here and turn into a stud quarterback, not a failure. You want that grade that is a B when you draft him to turn into an A+. plus because he's the best quarterback in the draft, because you've put the right pieces around him, and he's turned into a stud quarterback. You don't want it to turn into an F because you don't have a fixed offensive line, because you don't have the weapons around him, because the defense is awful, and he feels like he has to go score 45 all the time. That's what Adam Peters has to do. That's what he has to do. And that's why I think that either one of these guys is fine, but if you don't fix the situation around him, it's going to be a problem. But that means you got to fix it. It doesn't mean that you have to trade out of number two to do it. You've got $85 million in cap space. You've got extra picks. That's how you fix it. Not trading out of number two overall and saying, yeah, we'll pass and we'll take the B-level quarterback, Bo Nix. Because if we were going to do that, throw Bo Nix into this mix, I think Bo Nix is somewhere down below this. And I'm not taking a lesser-level quarterback in that case. I'm going to take my chances that I get the high-level guy and I build up the stuff around him to the point that he can make it work his rookie year and then we build it again the next year. We talked about Stroud. Not like they were in a perfect spot to draft the quarterback, but they worked on things, they built some things, and the quarterback was good enough to overcome some of the shortcomings of the roster. That's what you have to do if you're Washington. Figure out where the shortcomings are, fix it with your loads of cap space and picks, and put your quarterback in the best position possible, whether it's Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams, or even if they were to trade back. Still got to put your quarterback in the best position possible. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll look at the rest of my list. Also, I want to look at specifically Jaden Daniels, Drake May. We'll look at NFL.com, look through their analysis of these guys. Strengths and weaknesses. Obviously, the strengths are going to be fun. Looking at the weaknesses, though, are they fixable things? Because if they're fixable, maybe it's not as big of a deal as if you're as how you're making it. We'll talk about that next. You're on the fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Time on the fan. Toby Altizer with you till 10 o'clock. We'll toss it over to CBS Sports Radio. Bart Winkler Show. Feel free to call in at any point. 800-636-1067. 
MGM National Harbor listener lines are open. You can also tweet at me at Toby underscore Altizer. So we'll wrap up the quarterback rankings. Then we'll get into more of the Jaden Daniels and Drake May. So again, what we're doing, we're looking back to the 2020 draft and on. First round quarterbacks, ranking all of them, one through 16. We've already gone through the top 10 and the last one, which is Mac Jones. So number one was Trevor Lawrence, then followed by Burrow, Caleb Williams, C.J. Stroud, number four, Bryce Young at five. Then we had Drake May, Tua, Justin Fields, Herbert, Jaden Daniels at 10. And here's here's where it gets interesting, too, because my hot take, my hottest take might be number 15, but I just was not high on him. We'll see what he turns into in the league. 11, Zach Wilson. I liked him coming out, but I think some of the other guys I thought were more impressive. 12 was Jordan Love. I really liked his talent, but ended up sliding a bit in the draft and a little bit of an unproven project kind of guy. 13 was Trey Lance, another project kind of guy. Liked his talent coming out as well. 14 was Kenny Pickett. I thought that he had a pretty low ceiling, but a pretty high floor, and... It kind of seems like he's, I don't know, he's just very middle of the road, right? Nothing special. I think if you put him in a better offense, he can make things work, but he's not, nothing spectacular. And this might be my hottest take, number 15, Anthony Richardson. I was not big on him at all coming out as a prospect. He's probably higher on other people's list, but either way, there's my list. Last on the list was Mac Jones. Again, Lawrence Burrow, Williams, Stroud, Young, May, Tua, Fields, Herbert, Daniels, Wilson, Love, Lance Pickett, Richardson, Mac Jones. So if you disagree, feel free to tweet at me, 800, or at Toby underscore Altizer. You can also call in 800-636-1067. But I want to focus more on the guys that you care about, obviously. Jaden Daniels, Drake May, the guys that are going to be available in this year's draft for the commanders to take. We're not even going to focus on Caleb Williams as much because I just don't know that that's going to be the possibility. And if it is, frankly, we'll know. If it's going to be Caleb Williams, we'll know. Why? Because they'll trade up, and it'll be Caleb Williams. If they stay at two, it's probably not going to be Caleb Williams. It just, it isn't. So we'll stick with Drake May and Jaden Daniels for the time being. So let's start by looking at Jaden Daniels, because I think it's interesting when you look at Lance Zerline, I think does a fantastic job covering the draft for NFL.com, and he puts out a draft profile for all these guys, which a lot of work. A lot of work. But let's look at the strengths for these guys. So Jaden Daniels, we'll start with first. Some of the strengths he has marked down here. Game is marked by command of the field and football intelligence. Recognizes pre-snap pressure and has a plan to counter it. Gets everyone on the same page when setting up protection. Full field reader with good rhythm through his progressions. That's an interesting part there. I don't know if I felt like that's the case with Jaden Daniels. But again, Lance probably knows better than me. Willing to plant his flag and attack defenses from the pocket. Maintains pa- passing platform when sliding around the pocket. Has made footwork as a passer priority do- during his career. Anticipatory thrower with accuracy and feel for attacking zone windows. Has the running talent to turn scrambles into back-breaking plays. And has the speed to keep defenses honest with zone read concepts. So some of the strengths there for Jaden Daniels. I think it's interesting because Nate Tice of... The Athletic and Yahoo put out a piece basically saying he did question some of the anticipatory throws because he didn't throw as much across the middle of the field. And you've obviously got a guy, Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr., who are both first-round receivers, so I don't know if you knock him for that. But I think you look at Jaden Daniels, and I don't know how you couldn't be thrilled with this guy as a prospect. He won the Heisman Trophy last year for a reason. So when you look at the strengths for both of these guys, whether it's May or 
or Daniels, I, I don't think that there's anything that would make you say, like, he doesn't have the upside. <laughs> Both of these guys have ridiculous upside. I think if you look at Jaden Daniels, I think he's got, what, top 10, top 8, top 5 maybe upside? I mean, his comparison is Lamar Jackson, a dude that's won two MVPs. So why wouldn't you have ridiculous upside with that guy? And the the comparison that Drake May gets all the time is Justin Herbert. And that's a guy who's probably top five, definitely top 10 talent, maybe top five talent. That's a guy that's looked at as one of the best quarterbacks in the league all the time. So why wouldn't you be excited? Just looking at the strengths of Drake May. Two years starting experience, still very moldable. I think that's something that is very true. Like this guy has some playing time, but not nearly as much as Jaden Daniels. Two-time team captain with prototypical size and frame. I think that's one of the big things for Drake May. There are questions about Caleb Williams' size in terms of height, and there are definitely questions with Jaden Daniels' size in terms of his weight on that slender frame. Will he be able to handle being an NFL quarterback and taking a beating? Ball comes off his hand with a tight spiral and good velocity. Can expedite operation time and release when prime talent to connect from challenging angles. He's a fearless passer with the guts and arms with the ball into tight windows. Quick pocket climber with discipline to continue searching for targets. His mobility to slide free of pocket traffic and toughness to get needed yards and showed flashes of the clutch gene during his career. I think the big knock for Drake May, for many Washington fans, has nothing to do with his actual play on the football field. I think the big knock for many Washington fans is seeing Carolina blue. Uh, Am I wrong? Like they, They see Carolina blue and they think Sam Howell. And I think a lot of people like Sam Howell, but they don't want to draft another one. They're not the same guy. Drake May, if you just need a one difference, is 6'4", 225. He's a much bigger dude. I think he's got a stronger arm, more effortless arm than Sam has, and Sam has a ridiculous arm. So, But I think he's a better pocket passer than Sam just because of his height and his ability there. I think he's a maybe not as natural of a scrambler as what Sam is at times. But either way, I think that's nitpicky. I don't see them being all that similar. I think Sam reminds me more of Baker Mayfield and the way that he plays. That's a comp that you'll hear a lot. And if you hear Drake May comps, it's Justin Herbert. Those dudes aren't alike at all, Baker and Justin Herbert. Those dudes aren't alike at all. So they're not the same player. They're not. People are going to have a hard time with it. Because they went to the same college, they played together, Sam was ahead of Drake May at one point, and also, too, I think we can put to rest, I don't think if you were to draft Jaden Daniels, or sorry, not Jaden Daniels, Drake May, and put them in the same quarterback room, Sam and Drake, I don't think it's going to be awkward. I don't think that starting Drake over Sam's going to be awkward. Why? I think Sam's been nothing but a professional in his time in the pros. We've seen that. His preparation level as a rookie, even though he, he never played until that last last week of the season. His preparation level was nothing but professional. And this year, he treated his teammates and everyone very professionally. Everything was very professional. You think that he's not professional enough to see that when they draft a guy number two overall, he's going to start over a guy that was drafted in the fifth round, whether rightful or not? I don't think Sam's an idiot. I don't think there will be any problem there. And they'll be friends. I think Sam would do his best to help him out. Doesn't mean Sam wouldn't want to start, wouldn't want to play, but he'll help him out. I want to take a look at the weaknesses, though, like we talked about. Jaden Daniels, Drake May, sky-high ceilings. Let's take a look at what Lance Zerline has for their weaknesses. Are these things fixable, and what do we think Cliff Kingsbury 
and his crew can turn these quarterbacks into. We'll talk about it next here on The Fan. The fan, it's overtime. Toby Altizer with you till 10 o'clock. Feel free to tweet at me at Toby underscore Altizer. You can also give us a call at any point, 800-636-1067. MGM National Harbor listener lines are open. Looking at the strengths and weaknesses of the two guys that are going to be available there at number two, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. Let's take a look at their weaknesses, though. We went through their strengths. Both guys, plenty to be excited about. We'll start with Drake May, though. You look at the weaknesses. Are they fixable things? Again, this is from NFL.com. Their draft profile, Lance Zerline, does a great job with those simple nuggets that you can kind of take away and feel better about guys. You feel like you better understand guys, right? Drake May, some of his weaknesses. Struggles with the chess match against pressure looks. Inefficient throwing motion creates inconsistencies and accuracy. Receivers had to chase too many intermediate throws into the turf. Leaves the ball behind crossing routes and RPO targets. Can get uncomfortable when initial reads aren't clear and clean. 16 career interceptions were mostly earned with poor decisions or throws. To me, those all sound fixable. Uh, I don't... Yes, they're frustrating, some of these, and some of them are a little bit concerning. Struggles against pressure looks. Well, you just saw Sam Howell struggle against pressure looks. I still think that's coachable, right? I think that's something that's fixable by game plan, by having a better offensive line, by working with your quarterback to identify what's happening in front of him, and being able to have checks and reads and various things that he can do, hot routes, all those various things. Having all of that in the offense for him, I think that's fixable. The inefficient throwing motion, I think that's fixable. I think that's something you work in in the offseason, like, hey, your mechanics got a little bit sloppy. Work with your quarterback coach in the offseason so when pressure's coming, you know, you're not throwing it differently than you usually are. Just make sure that you're finding the most efficient way to throw the football. Don't get long with your release. Remember Tim Tebow when he came into the league. It was like, whoop. <laughs> it was a long throw in motion. Just find a way to be the most efficient possible. I think that's fixable. Receivers had to chase too many intermediate throws into the turf. Again, I think that's fixable. I think that's ball placement because it kind of goes back to the, the next one. Leaves ball behind crossing routes and RPO targets. I think that's... Fixable. I think ball placement is fixable. It's something you're going to have to work on. It's something that's not, maybe not going to be fixed overnight, but I think that's fixable. I don't necessarily think of him as an incredibly inaccurate passer. He's not always the best with it, and maybe he's not going to be as accurate as some of these other guys, but I just think that that's fixable. I don't think that's a fatal flaw. I think that Drake May has the talent to overcome that, can get uncomfortable when initial reads aren't clear and clean, that's something with the processing, right? And then decision-making, talking about career interceptions being, his 16 career interceptions being poor decisions or throws. That's decision-making. I think working on his ability to get through reads is coachable. And then his interceptions being bad decisions, again, is coachable. So I think that all of his weaknesses listed here are things that you can fix. Now, is it going to be easy? No. Is it something you're guaranteed to fix? No. There's a reason that... I say I think you can take all three of these guys and turn them into superstars, but I would take Caleb Williams because I think his path is the cleanest. I think his path is the easiest. I think coaching him up to be that superstar is the easiest. I think Drake May is going to have some growing pains. I don't know if I would list him as a project quarterback like I've seen some people say, but I think that there are going to be some growing pains with Drake May. 
just as there are with Jaden Daniels, just as there are with Caleb Williams. I think there are plenty of things that he needs to improve on. But again, I think all these things are fixable. So when you call in and you say, I prefer Jaden Daniels over Drake May, that's fine. No issue. You can choose whichever guy you want. But it's not as if Drake May is the wrong selection. Drake May is not a bad quarterback. Drake May is not a terrible quarterback where if you draft him, this team is going to be set up for failure for the next decade. Maybe it doesn't work out, but I think that he's got all the tools to be able to get it done. Let's take a quick look at Jaden Daniels and some of his strengths and weaknesses. We went through the strengths. His weaknesses, slender frame will lead to durability concerns, not really fixable. Maybe he can throw in a few pounds, but he's going to be what he is, right? He's not a very big guy. Lack of zip creates danger for him outside the numbers, which I think is interesting because he primarily throws outside. So maybe questioning some of that arm strength. I don't know if I feel that bad about his arm strength, honestly. We'll drop his eyes in the pocket to scan for exit. That concerns me a little bit, but again, I think that's fixable. Below average push and placement on deep throws. Substantially more accurate on rollouts than as a scrambling passer. Has a tendency to fall off of fade throws, leaving them short. So I think some of this is accuracy, and I think these things, again, sound like they're fixable. To me, the only thing with Jaden Daniels that's concerning and big time a big-time issue is the frame. And I'm not one that generally worries too much about that stuff because I think you can fix his ability to, to understand he needs to get down, ways to protect himself. That's a little more difficult, though. But I think that that can be fixed. For me with him... I just question if he can turn into a nuanced enough passer to be a top guy in the league. That's what I worry about. Because you look at Lamar Jackson, and I've made this comparison before, and people talk about Lamar Jackson all the time as being a comparison for Jaden Daniels. And the question I have about Jaden Daniels, the biggest one for me, is can he be that guy that can play in the pocket and make the difference there? Because you look at Lamar, and Lamar's been two-time MVP, and he has not sniffed a Super Bowl yet. Why? Because I don't think he's evolved enough as a passer. I think he's a better passer than he gets credit for. I know you know, if you're a fan of Lamar or whatever, you're going to come after me. No, I, I think that he's a better passer than he gets credit for. I think that a lot of people discredit him as a passer. I think he's a good passer in the pocket. I don't think he's great. You see that difference there? He's a good pocket passer. He's not great. And I think in order to win a Super Bowl in this league, you need to have a great pocket passer. And, you know, like you look at Mahomes. Maybe he's not even a great pocket passer as much as just a great passer in any way. I just don't know that Lamar has that. And so I don't know that he's going to get past a Patrick Mahomes. I don't know that he's going to get past a Joe Burrow if he's in the playoffs. I don't know if he's going to get past a Josh Allen. Maybe once or twice. He's not getting through all of them, right? I just don't see that. That's what worries me with Jaden Daniels. He might be able to get through a guy or two. Is he winning at all? If he doesn't get that level as a passer, I don't know. And I don't think he can get there. I think the question for Drake May is, can he be accurate enough to overcome some of those things? Because the athleticism is there. He's got the size. Similar thing like Jaden Daniels. The athleticism is there. But can he be nuanced enough in the pocket? And can he be accurate enough? You know, if you don't have the right ball placement, you're, you can get guys hurt. And you can take yards off of throws. You know, this inbreaker that you've got that he's got plenty of space, you throw it behind him, all of a sudden you would add a touchdown. Now you've only got a 15-yard gain. So I think the big question is can he start hitting those layups for Drake May? For me, Jaden Daniels, I'm just not sure if he can become 
that level of a passer. That's why I prefer Drake May. But I think that Jaden Daniels would be a fine pick as well. Take a break. When we come back, we'll get the final hour going. I want to talk a little bit more about this as well as looking at the draft outside of pick number two. What would you guys want? Final hour of Overtime comes up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 